Hi everyone. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Dollar Mentor podcast series. Dollar Mentor is a nonprofit organization. It's a small establishment with a big mission to serve the community by facilitating investment education to progress towards prosperity with confidence. Dollar Mentor is a completely volunteer-driven organization. Neither the organization nor the people running it receive any compensation or economic benefits from the activities. Dollar Mentor does not sell any goods, services, or products. Everything that Dollar Mentor has to offer to the community is completely free. All resources and content of Dollar Mentor, including this podcast, its website, its lectures, and mentoring are for educational and informational purposes only. Dollar Mentor does not provide any professional services, including advice on legal, investments, taxes, and similar things. For expert advice or assistance that's tailored to your specific situation, please consult a competent professional. For general education and learning, continue listening to the podcast. We hope you'll enjoy it and find it useful. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. I'm Shanjeev, the president of Dollar Mentor. I know it's been a long while since our last episode and very very sorry about that. Our regular podcast host Rumela needed to focus on some personal commitments. She got very busy and so we didn't want to tax her with dollar meter work. Of course, we are and will always be thankful to her for her huge help. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to find anyone else to host our podcast. Hence the delay. I don't feel good about pausing the podcast series indefinitely. We don't know if we are going to find someone as good as Rumela. Instead of being in a limbo, why don't we record a podcast without a host? Just between ourselves, worst case, it won't be as good as our previous episode. But we will not know unless we try. That was Shovi, a co-founder of Dollar Mentor. Shavik is our treasurer and he takes care of all our banking and accounting work plus a lot more than that in a recent board meeting we were talking about what to do about the podcast and he came up with this idea but what are we going to talk about amongst ourselves if nothing else we can at least tell our listeners about what's happening at dollar mentor in recent month right hmm that's not a bad idea. We do have at least two important updates that we can share with you all. First, we decided to focus on our activities and mentoring to investment education. We also started a monthly group discussion that anyone can join in for talking about a specific investment topic. So, let's talk about those. Do you want to start with why we double down on investment education? Sure. When we initially started the organization, we had an open-ended goal. We knew that we could help others with their money matters by sharing our experience and knowledge. But it wasn't very clear which topics would be the most helpful. Because money and finance are very broad subjects. 
and most people have some intuition about money habits that you need to earn to make a living and you need to spend within your means so that you can save for the future so people generally understand this part very well and frankly we do not have any particular insight to share about these things that others don't already know yes and what we found was many of the same folks know so little about investments plus there is a lot of misconception and misinformation about investments talking about misconception i had one for myself for a very long time i used to think that investment was about buying certificates of deposit in banks instead of keeping money in checking accounts i had no idea about even basic things like stocks and bonds really when did you learn i joined a software company about 20 years ago and as part of my pay i used to get restricted stock units from my employer every now and then and those stocks were deposited in a brokerage account that i had to open and that's the first time i had to deal with stocks i had to figure out what those shares represented how they are priced etc and i realized that i was not only an employee but also a very small owner of the company a tiny shareholder it caught my interest in financial markets and from there i learned about other types of investments interesting well certificate of deposit is a kind of investments <laughs> so you are not completely wrong i have heard worse investment is gambling and to be honest lot of so called investments i see in the market these days are nothing short of gambling in my honest opinion the meme stocks hundreds of cryptocurrencies you name it i'm not surprised that some folks do think that investing and gambling are the same thing then there is this one investment is only for the rich people whenever i hear that i feel like screaming no everyone needs to invest not just the rich people in fact people can become rich over time because of investments and the other misconception which is very common and i hear a lot about it is investment is complicated and only professionals can do it but when i tell someone that investing is no more complex than placing an online order on amazon people don't seem to believe true that it used to be the case that investing was difficult and not easily accessible without professional assistance not anymore but it is so important that people start investing with confidence exactly we all know that for financial success we need to earn and we need to save from that income but people miss out that there is the third step which is to invest the savings so financial life is like a three legged stool you need all three legs for growing well a lot of folks i talk to either do not know that there is a third leg and that everybody must be an in- investor or they are too afraid or intimidated to get started so our focus on investment education will hopefully remove this barrier yes i'm glad that we zoomed into investment education it was a bit of work to refocus the organization's mission we had to pass the resolution in the board meeting amend our articles of incorporation 
update website and so on but it was worth the extra effort and i think so too and you know what else i like our monthly group discussion to dive into specific investment topics this is a great way to learn about particular aspects of investments what's your take on those sessions oh i love them the best part of the name of the program ask learn share ask questions learn from others and share what you know about the topic so that everyone can benefit from it the collective wisdom is helpful listeners if you want to participate it's open to everyone it's at 7 pm pst on every first thursday of the month just shoot us an email to contact@dollarmentor.org and we'll send you the instructions to join the online call if you want us to discuss a specific investment topic let us know that too we had quite a few of them already the one i found most interesting was about fixed income investment i didn't know about some of the uncommon investments like baby bonds preferred share etc and the one on inflation that one was timely too it is good to learn about the different ways inflation can affect us and how to invest to avoid the hidden damage i don't know how many folks know about tips which is treasury inflation protected securities this can be handy to avoid getting caught up in surprise inflation and those who do know about them can still have a hard time to decide how to balance between interest rate risk versus inflation risk or how to tell the market expectation of inflation using the prices of inflation protected bonds versus regular bonds i wish we could record the session for the folks who missed them we should do something about recording this session anyways should we take a break yeah good idea let's take a quick break and we'll be back soon did you know that compound interest is often called the eighth wonder of the world the effect of compounding is enormous when it grows for a long time not convinced here's a simple example assume you saved $100 on your 15th birthday and the interest rate is 10% If it's a simple interest rate, then at 10% a year, you'll earn another 100 in 10 years. So your money will double in 10 years, triple in 20 years, quadruple in 30 years. If you leave the money alone until your 65th birthday, you'll have $600. Not bad. But what if instead of a simple interest rate, it was compounding so that you were getting interest on all the interests that were being paid? Turns out that in 10 years compounding interest will give you a bit more compared to the simple interest about $260 instead of $200. That's not a big deal, you might think. Wait until you get to 20 years. You have more than $670. Compare that with the simple interest case where you only have $300, less than half. Which one's more? With the compound growth, you have more on your 35th birthday compared to what you'd have on your 65th birthday with a simple interest deposit. If you continue this way, your initial $100 becomes over $1,700 in 30 years, over $4,500 in 40 years, and almost $12,000 in 50 years. 
mind-boggling, isn't it? Most of us are surprised by the extent of compounding growth, because unlike simple interest calculation, our brain isn't good at calculating the compounded growth. But thankfully, there's a shorthand for doing so. It's called the Rule of 72. The Rule of 72 is an approximate formula to calculate how many years it takes to double the money if it compounds at a given rate. If the annual compounding rate is X percent, then the money would double in approximately 72 divided by X years. So with 8% annual compounding interest rate, 100 doubles in 72 divided by 8, or 9 years. In other words, $100 becomes $200 in 9 years. What happens if you give it another 9 years? This time, the entire 200 doubles and becomes $400. Another 9 years and you end with $800. In 27 years, $100 compounding at an annual rate of 8% becomes 800. Get the idea? Let's use the rule of 72 for the original example, the 10% interest rate. According to the rule of 72, the $100 that you saved on your 15th birthday will double in slightly more than 7 years, and the entire amount will keep on doubling every 7 years. Your savings will grow like this, 200 at age 22, 400 at age 29, 800 at 36, 1600 at 43, 3200 at 50, 6400 at 57 years, and $12,800 by the time you're 65. This amounts pretty close to what we said in the beginning. Not bad for a mental shortcut calculator, huh? Try using the rule of 72 in real life examples and you'll be amazed by the results. And now, Back to the episode. Welcome back. Hope you're enjoying the episode. Before the break, we were talking about the Ask, Learn, Share program. Last month, our topic was goal-based investment. We had a lively discussion about how to invest differently for different goals. Sid brought up some good points especially about balancing between risky investments and the low volatility ones. For those who didn't know, Sid is another co-founder of DollarMentor and the vice president. He writes most of the articles on our website. He couldn't join us today, but he had prepared something for this episode. He wrote up a summary of the discussion we had in the last Ask, Learn, Share session. That is the one about goal-based investments. So. Let's listen to what he came up with. Hi everyone, my name is Sid and I'm part of the Dollar Mentor team. Today, we'll discuss goal-based investing. A while back, we had a hugely informative Ask, Share, Learn session that we, on this topic. We are not yet recording the sessions Instead, we thought we'd do a podcast on this topic. We'll tackle this in two parts. In the first part, we'll delve into what is goal-based investing. And in the second part, we'll take a look at two concrete examples. Compare the differences in our approach towards these goals. 
Now let us get started. We are all familiar with setting goals at work. For each of these goals, we have different initiatives and projects. Similarly, we all have goals in our personal lives. Some examples of goals that you and I are all familiar with might be money for your kids' education, funding your retirement, setting aside money for your bucket list, or that big home remodel. Why should we care about the differences between these goals? Why can't we just have a single pile of money? And why can't we use the same way that we invest for each of these goals? The simple reason is that each goal is a bit different from every other goal. And we need to understand these differences so that we can get to these goals. Irrespective of what the goal is, every goal has its own timeline. There is a period of accumulation for the goal and there is a period of consumption for the goal. For example, your kid's college expenses have a fixed timeline. And you already know how much time you have to accumulate and the time period when to be needed. This is your consumption period. Also, there is not a whole lot of flexibility around the timeline. If you are not ready with the money, tough luck. Goal-based investing then is simply about being thoughtful about the amount of money you need, the nature of the need, being planful about the type of investments that are most likely to match the situation. The more specific you can be in defining your goals, the more likely you'd have the right approach that makes sense for these goals. In the next segment, we'll look at two specific goals that are commonly shared among many Americans, college education for kids and funding retirement. We'll consider the differences between them and try to understand goal-based investing better. See you soon. Welcome back. We're talking about goal-based investing. Why different approaches are necessary to achieve different life goals. In this segment, we'll review in brief two common goals, funding college and funding retirement. We'll note the differences between them and draw the key takeaways for other goals. First, let us consider funding your child's education. How much should you spend on your child's education? That's really up to your judgment. But there are a few things to note. One, that the money will be needed at a very predictable timetable. The money is also typically needed in a lump sum manner. And the window, that's not very flexible. It will be needed in a four-year window usually. Now let us compare this with a different goal, such as funding your retirement. This money will be needed on an ongoing basis for a much longer period, say 30 years or so. 
depending on your age, it may or may not be far out. The difference between the two highlights the key differences between goals that we all need to pay attention to. How much time do you have before you need the money? This is your accumulation period. And next, what is the duration over which you need the money? This is your consumption period. How much wiggle room do you have when you actually need the money? For example, for a kid's education, there isn't much of a wiggle room. As you come closer to the time when the money is needed, your tolerance for any volatility goes down drastically. So you have to shift to low risk investments at a very specific time. For retirement, you might have a bit more wiggle room. You might opt to stay in the workforce longer to feel secure. You will also need a steady stream of money over a period of 30 years or so. Your nest egg needs to last typically a 30 year duration. So you cannot completely eschew all the risks. Your retirement investments, therefore, must have a fixed income and a growth component to it. Another important factor to consider is sometimes the goal itself might be a moving target due to rising expenses over time. The expenses might grow faster for some goals. For example, college costs have been rising much faster than inflation. To deal with this issue, you might have to choose investments that rise in the same way. This is a very short overview of goal-based investing. However, hopefully it is clear to you now these differences means that each goal should be specific and should have an appropriate investment approach due to different constraints attached with these goals. So to sum up, be specific about the goals you hold dear in future, consider the accumulation and the consumption period, consider the tolerance for volatility in the consumption period to select the right investment policy. That is all folks today. Happy investing. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope it was helpful. If you want to know more about Dollar Mentor or have any questions, please visit www.dollarmentor.org or shoot us an email at contact at dollarmentor.org. Please remember that this podcast was not individually tailored investment advice or any other professional advice, but was strictly for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes. Stay safe, and we hope to have you back again for the next episode.